All right, so let me get this straight. Your hips hurting you? Old age, man, old age. I think it's finally starting to creep up on me. I know you're not doing anything to hurt that hip, so is it just like you stepped the wrong way? I mean, I think it's probably just like simply a lack of stretching and uh, that kind of thing, because rolled up to the golf course and just like immediately jumped out of the car and got into the cart, and then we started playing. I think it was the third hole, I think, so par five. And my second shot, man, I catch it. I catch it well. I end up burying the hole, but I almost threw my hip out. Well, we also know the golf course is the only place your balls get touched. Never counts when it's your own hand, buddy. My name is John Edwards, and with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. How are you, my friend? Hobbling around, man. Hobbling around. You and that old hip of yours. I mean, what's going to happen? You're a couple years older than me. Just a couple. What's going to happen when I get to be your age? Is my hip going to pop out that way? I don't know, man. It was like literally like right in my fall through when I, you know, like you, you turn and kind of pivot. It felt like my body was in one spot and the hip like jutted out to the left. I seriously yelped. I sounded like Steffi Graf playing tennis. I just want to mention if your no days off was like my no days off, you wouldn't have this problem. Well, I know because I do physical activity and you don't. That's why I'm like tired and sore and stuff. And you sit around the house drinking smoothies through a straw and watching programs. No, I go to the gym every morning. I know you go to the gym and you know you walk around, you play with the towels and move some weights here and there, watch Sports Center, check out people's hats and other attire, get a smoothie. Oh man, that's tough. Big day. Tough morning. Will you go to the gym with me one day? I want to see if you can hang. No. I don't want to be associated. I'm not wearing Lululemon in public. I don't wear Lululemon in public, but I don't think you could hang. I think I could probably do a six-minute mile on the elliptical. Okay. You believe whatever you want to believe, but until you put your money where your mouth is, I think you're a little bit afraid. You really think you're going to beat me on the elliptical? No, I'm going to beat you everywhere else, like doing power cleans and snatches and deadlifts and squats and bench presses and pushing a sled and all sorts of things like that. Kettlebell drills, doing sprint intervals, high-intensity workouts, running from doing a sprint on the rowing machine back to doing power cleans and doing a sprint on the treadmill than going back to the power cleans or doing something else. There's no way you're going to be able to do all that. I feel like you were doing this much sprinting. You'd be able to sprint faster in general. I'm not saying my sprint is very fast. It's not like it used to be. I'm sitting here on like one and a half wheels. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, this is about time for a good shameless plug. You can go to dadstrickybourbon.com and get the no days off dadstricky bourbon t-shirt. Thanks to our friends at Daddy-O Trading Company. It's also a good time probably that we get on, talk about the sponsors and start talking about whiskey. So today's show is sponsored by cascartel.com, changing the industry standard as to how you get your alcohol. They're like the Amazon of the spirits industry. Yes, 
allocated stuff costs more. Let's just get that out there right now. The reason being is you're not camping out overnight. You're not waiting for a raffle for something that you might not even get. It is the convenience of spending more and having it shipped directly to your door. They're daily drinkers. They are going to be on par with what you would get at the store. So check them out at cascartel.com and also follow them on Instagram at cascartel. Today's show is also sponsored by our good friends at Premium Bar Products. Products.com. They are the place to go to laser etch glassware. It's also where you can go to get the official dad's tricky bourbon Glen Karen glass. You can also get bar tools and they have all sorts of glasses from the Glen, the Wee Glen, the Tipsy Dram, the Kenzie Dram, the Tua, the Neat, whatever it is, they have it. Check them out at premiumbarproducts.com. If you are a distillery, a group or a store and you want to do more of a wholesale order, reach out to me and I'll get you in touch with the good folks over there. Anything else you want to add in, Zeke? Even with the bum hip, I still managed to finish the drill and birdie the hole. That had nothing to do with what I was talking about, but I'm glad you feel better about yourself. Stevie was like, what was that noise you just made? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you all had fun. (laughs) Are you ready to drink some whiskey? I had to after that. Make the pain go away. I'm not even giving you the satisfaction of talking about this anymore. So today we're drinking Larceny Barrel Proof C920. It is the third release this year. So for those of you that haven't figured it out, there is A, there's B, and there's C. And then the second one is the month that it was released in. So C920 was released in September of 2020 the third release of the year it was put in the barrels for six to eight years it's 68 percent corn 20 percent wheat 12 percent barley comes in at a calm 122.4 proof 61.2 abv and this has a price tag of 49.99 what did you think about the larceny there buddy hearing that it's six to eight years puts things in a little bit better perspective for me you know, the Elijah Craig's, we knew those got a little bit younger. They're still not this young. And obviously the barrel proof releases are still 12 year plus. I'm surprised it's still only a six to eight year juice, especially knowing that a wheater, generally speaking, is going to take longer to mature and get to be where you want it to be, as opposed to a traditional corn, rye, barley mash bill. Yeah, but I think that's kind of on par because Larceny was not one of those releases that you're breaking the bank for with the regular weeded expression that's coming in at, you know, in the 90s. I believe it's 92. I'll look it up real quick. That's not something that you were breaking the bank to get. It is something that's right around 30 bucks, maybe a little bit cheaper. You know, I'm I'm not expecting that stuff to be aged 10, 12 years. If if it were, I think it would be more in the Elijah Craig barrel proof range and it would be a little bit higher. It would be 69.99 opposed to the 49.99 that this is. I think that's okay. I think they need a little bit of variety. And Heaven Hill has a lot of stuff that is made from the same mash bills. So what do you do? You know, you vary stuff up. Not saying that their weeded mash bill is like their other mash bills, but they vary stuff up with age and price and get things out in different offerings so that there are a whole bunch of SKUs that can come from a very small number of uh, mash bills. Inversely, I would say they have the old Fitz line. That's a weeder as well. 
Look at the age statements on those releases recently. Pretty sure Larceny's been around for more than a minute. I would think they had enough barrels aged longer than six to eight years. They could add some depth and diversity to these blends. Yeah, and I was right that Larceny is 92 proof, but I was a little bit higher. I mean, Larceny, the regular stuff is a $22 bourbon. Well, I'm not talking about cost. I'm talking about making a good juice. I know you are, but I'm just saying, I think Old Fitz is the luxury high-end weeder that they have. I mean, they also have Bernheim. This is something that I think they're putting out. I think for Heaven Hill, this is more of their approachable weeded barrel-proof line. Uh, Possibly, and I I guess possibly as a a jab at even my own views, but I still kind of see it as the, all right, the masses wanted cash drink. Masses wanted cash drink. The masses wanted cash drink. All right, you know what? We're going to give it to you. We're still giving you fairly young juice and most likely still holding back on the the best stocks we have for this mash bill. Well, I would hold it back because if you're going to put the old fits out at 90 bucks, right? Like the old fits, $10 a, a year. So if you're doing 9, 11, 15, 14, and you're going from 90 to 150 bucks, I would want the better stuff to go to that line, wouldn't you? And to counter the point you made earlier, I'm pretty sure those old fences are selling just fine, right? Oh, they are. So you take some of that stuff and you put it down here. You're not going to have it for the old fits, or you could have more up there and make more money. Well, your line was that based on the, the price is why they use the six to eight year juice. Well, inherently, they could bump up the juice that's in there and bump up the price without any kickback. I mean, if it's a better product. But then you're kind of competing against yourself. You're going to have the economy car and you're going to have the luxury car. I don't see it as a competition. All the old fits are bottled and bond hunted proofers. This is cash drink. Two completely different sets of drinkers. Fair point. But I still think that you try to have different categories. Plus, are they setting themselves up for a situation that they can't? The bourbon boom happened. Not everybody was ready. Not everybody was prepared. If they're waiting 10 to 12 years for these, they're not getting this product out right now if they're waiting 10 to 12 years. I'm just saying I think the juice has got to be there based on the old Fitz releases. I don't know. But then you're taking juice away from the old Fitz releases. Superior product. It's all what's in the juice at the end of the day. I don't know. I'd rather have it in cash strength than hunter proof. I think there are things that you do to ensure your business is scalable and sustainable. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. I mean, at this point, nobody's going to doubt that the Shapiros know how to run a business. I mean, damn. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) These are the times you just got to shut up and trust them. Anyways, are you going to tell me what you thought about this whiskey? Yeah, I just had a few banter points I need to get out there and, you know, let folks know we still, uh, you know, pick a bone with each other here and there when we need to. I know you do. Do you feel better now? I mean, I felt based on your responses, I took it light, but that's neither here nor there. What else were you going to? We're good. I'll, I'll save it for another time, another show. Okay. I think everybody saw my side well. There's been enough debating lately. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it lighthearted. That works for me. Nose-wise, it packs a punch. It button-hooked hooked me, sucker-punched me, whatever you want to call it. it. It caught me off guard, even knowing I was going in on a barrel-proof product. I didn't know the exact proof, but I knew it was you know, up there, most likely. It really seemed like a good amount of heat definitely came off this at first. Outside of the heat, I really picked up you know, baking spices kind of reminded me of like a cinnamon apple pie kind of thing. Behind that, the oak 
really was big and robust, kind of coupled in with that heat that's there. As that blew off towards the very back of, of nosing this thing and, and getting over that initial shock factor, really, I picked up, you know, still a faint youthfulness. Then also kind of circled back into some fruits. I got what I felt like was peach. My overall conclusion was when the heat isn't overpowering this nose, it's got some good fruits to it. I mean, it almost reminded me of a, you go up to like a, one of those homemade bakery stands and they've got all the different types of, uh, you know, turnovers or pastries with all the different fillings. And there's, you know, your apple one, your peach one, you know, your this and that and whatnot. And you're just kind of smelling them and taking them all in, deciding what you want to buy. That's really what I thought it reminded me of the most. Fair enough. What did you get on the taste? Palette didn't quite measure up as high. I really thought it was fairly bland. Uh, I put down that it was still youngish, picked up a fair amount of corn. By the mid to back palate, the heat showed up again from the nose, and it was a big heat to me. I was still surprised how much it was. And once that heat kind of fades away for a finish-ish kind of thing, I got I put down it was dull caramel. That's just the best thing I could really describe it as. That remnant of flavor hangs around pretty well after the heat dissipates as far as the finish goes. But I wouldn't say I liked it enough to make it a overly good characteristic. Yeah, there are a lot of things that really hit home for me in your review of this whiskey. But I'll just say the nose was like thick vanilla frosting with cherries on top but not that cheap frosting shit. It's like the one that's got the cream cheese mixed in, like the really good frosting. And like you said, baking spices, whole bunch of other stuff on the nose that I really enjoyed this nose. It it was thick and creamy, all sorts of goodness. So sweet, you know, and for you and I that kind of like sweet bourbon, you take that first whiff and you're kind of like, oh, this is the way that I enjoy whiskey. And then I went to go have a sip of it and I'm like, man, that, taste does not match that nose and it's sweet the nose kind of carries into the palate there's a slight singe but it's 122 proof so no shit little bit of leather i think the nose sets you up for a certain thing that you think is going to be in there you think you're going to get a whole bunch of vanilla you think it's going to be thick and creamy and the mouth feel is going to be there and i got a little bit more oak and tannin and leather that was not anything wear on the nose nor is oak and tannin normally on the nose it really kind of threw me for a loop when i went to go take a sip of this and it was not what i was expecting again fine whiskey for 50 bucks the curtain doesn't really match the carpet it was good it wasn't my favorite larceny barrel proof of 2020 I mean, it really seems hotter to me than the Elijah Craig barrel proofs. I get a lot of heat on this still on mid palate. It just gets warm. I mean, like, whoop. But there were things that you said that really, when you said them, I'm like, good. I thought it was just me. And in full disclosure for everyone, we're doing this one virtually. That's why Zeke sounds like shit and keeps cutting in and out. But I told him to hold on before we actually got on the video chat because I kept taking sip after sip after sip of this because I'm like, I don't believe this is how the taste is based on what the nose was. It just was night and day for me. Well, I mean, I, I you know always save a fair amount of the sample just to hear your perspective and kind of revisit it and also see if the palate's moved any since, you know, the initial tasting. And I still feel pretty spot on with it, especially palate wise. I mean, it gets rip, rip roaring pretty good there mid to back of my tongue. Like you almost want to take a breath with your mouth open before you swallow. 
just to help, you know, lessen the blow. Yeah, and it's kind of the roof of my mouth gets a singe, too, on this one. It's going to lie to anything it touches, I think. It's almost like I had a hot piece of pizza, you know, when that happens and the cheese is hot and you burn the roof of your mouth. Kind of how I feel like on this. What's worse of a burn? The cheese on the roof of the mouth or when the tomato sauce shoots out in the side of the tongue? For me, it's the cheese on the roof of the mouth. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, man, hot tomato sauce eat me up way worse. For some reason, I think just being a, a good Italian boy, I'm so used to that part of it. But the pizza, hot cheese, top of your mouth, man, it kills me. <laughs> I'm not sure how you can dissociate the two things from each other. I feel like they go hand in hand. Nah, tomato sauce, I think it's spaghetti or another pasta dish. I guess I could see that. I mean, did you put milk with your cereal in the morning or uh, tomato paste? Milk. All right, where do you stand on the ranking on this one here, buddy? Uh, I mean, the price isn't bad by any means. It's it's not for, you know, aged barrel-proof whiskey, but I had a tough time with it. To me, if I'm going to deal with that many nuances in a profile, I'm more of that $25 to $30 range. Uh, you know, some of the products from the Beamline, like the old tubs, things that like nature. I mean, other folks have them too. Old Forester 100 proof or the early times it's still around. You just don't mind the roughness around the edges on those because you didn't spend as much. So, you, you know, you bang for the buck. You kind of expect it to not be this refined, you know, polished product. But if I get up towards 50 bucks, I don't want me to have to like work to get it down at times. No, but I think that we've had more than one larceny this year. They have been very good. We were really impressed with B. I think B is probably my favorite of 2020 out of the three larcenies. But like some of these other things, I mean, there are batches of Elijah Craig that are not our favorite Elijah Craig barrel proof. So, I mean, I think the same thing's going to happen with larceny and some people are going to taste this and think we're crazy. Some people are going to taste it and say, no, we're spot on. So I would tell people to have it at a bar first, figure out if you like this or not. And if you have access to it, it's 50 bucks. It's not that bad. Worst case scenario, you share it with some friends. You all figure out if you like it, buy it for 50 bucks and have a bottle share. Kind of switching gears a little bit back to that business conversation we had earlier. In ways, I have to feel like the door is somewhat open on the wheater market now. I mean, Buffalo Trace clearly is not putting out the quality of product they used to in the Weller line. I don't know anyone that, that doesn't agree there. And so if you figure out there's these mass of people that you know crave the wheaters and that's all they want and this and that, that's opportunity. You, you got to make the most out of it. And again, it's kind of where I'd go back to seemingly it would appear Buffalo Trace isn't really sitting on aged tweeted stocks. Heaven Hill most likely has them. You know, if they dial in these blends a little more and, and put a little more depth to them, hey, they could switch some people over and, uh, you know, make a, a swing on the market. We've talked about that multiple times. I mean, I think Weller always used to be Special Reserve 12 and Weller Antique. And with the addition of CYPB and foolproof and single barrels and kind of adding new skews to that line, it's taking stuff away from what would have been in those other bottles. I mean, Weller 12 is always going to be 12 years old, but that OWA, we saw the age go down on barrel picks for sure. It's something that we've talked about where those were normally eight, nine years, and now they're maybe seven on a good day. They turned seven the week they got bottled. 
stuff like that is going on. I think there is a, a place for larceny to come in there. There's a place for old fits is, is always going to be bottled in bonds. So you can't really look at it that way. I think there's ways they could expand with Bernheim. It's not something they've really gone after yet, but you never know what they're going to do over there. They're always cooking something up at Heaven Hill, but some batches are not going to be our favorite batches because our palate is different than somebody else's. But I 100% agree with you. If there's ever a place that's poised to make a run on the weeded market and don't count out Maker's Mark because Maker's Mark is right there and you know the stuff that they're doing... We have a great interview that's going to come out talking about some of the limited edition releases and the stuff that Jane is doing over there at Maker's Mark. So they're poised to kind of make a run. They just put that cast strength out. They put out 101. There's other limited editions going on there. So I think if Buffalo Trace thinks they're the only ones on the mountaintop for weeded whiskey, you're going to see a whole bunch of people go up there with some weeded bourbon that are ready to take them on. You, you made my mind go back to that limited release that's, man, good. That Maker's Mark we'll, one? We'll, we'll save that for that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Maker's Mark limited release, though, is great. In conclusion, I'm a bar. What are you? Bar's fair enough. I mean, I'm definitely not grabbing a bottle for personal consumption at this point. I wouldn't mind it at a bar, about as far as I'd go, though. Thank you to Heaven Hill for sending us a sample of this one. Again, B was my favorite this year. I really, really, really liked B. I think B was so good, and I was riding so high off of that one, and it's hard to live up to, like, a really good release. You know, if you think about Elijah Craig, it was their B release that got Whiskey of the Year. So think what it would be like to have that C release. If, if the C release had feelings, it would feel pretty left out. But at the same time, the percent difference on those is much smaller. I understand that, but the B I mean, of- those things are dialed. In. Those things are dialed in at this point. I, I don't know what the formula is, obviously, but I, I'm pretty sure they, they've got that just figured out. And a few of these, few of those, couple of this, and wham, bam, we're good. Anyways, uh, thank you to Heaven Hill for sending us this sample. It was a media sample. We always appreciate getting one from you all and that has no effect on our review whatsoever but we are still very appreciative zeke the folks can find us on facebook at dad's drinky bourbon twitter at bourbon dads instagram at dad's drinky bourbon find us wherever you download your podcast chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now where else can the folks find us good old nashville tennessee and surrounding areas the next uh, couple of months cheers ciao